Which one should you buy? The RC600 or the Headrush Looper Board? Let's find out. Now this video has been a long time coming and people have been asking me to do this for a while. I've had the privilege of having the Headrush Looper Board and the RC600 pretty much when they came out and I've used both for quite a long time. Now the Headrush Looper Board has been on the market longer and has had time to establish itself as a real big contender as a flagship looper. But the RC600 comes from a history of loopers, which is from Boss, the people who made the word loop station a household name amongst musicians. Both are flagship loopers, both are expensive pieces of kit, so how do you choose? Well, luckily enough, we're gonna do a breakdown. We're gonna look at the pros, the cons, and hopefully by the end of this video, you're gonna figure out what's best for you. So the RC600 has six loops. The Headrush Looper Board has four loops. This is an interesting one. Headrush did a really clever thing and gave the Headrush Looper Board four combi jacks. So you could plug in four XLRs, four jacks, it doesn't matter. Boss decided to go a different way with this and they gave you two XLRs and four jacks. So for versatility, the Headrush has the upper hand here because you can plug in either four XLRs or three XLRs and one jack or, or four jacks, whatever you want. But the RC600 actually has six inputs. Yes, four of them are jack and two of them are XLR and you can't change that, but it has more inputs. And this is where it gets interesting because the Headrush has two XLR outputs and two jack outputs. Four. So if you're running XLR out to a rig, you want to plug that into a DI, you can do, or go straight out to a PA, no problem. Outputs three and four are jack, so of course that's a normal standard going out to an amp, or again going out to a PA. The RC600 has six jacks, so it's actually got main out left and right, sub one and sub two left and right, and it's even got a headphone jack as well, which the headrest has as well, but you can double that up as channels seven and eight. Why would you want channels seven and eight? Well, you can actually have two extra channels to maybe output the rhythm or maybe a click track or even just a different loop in a different way. It's pretty obvious here which one is the clear winner if you're looking for the smallest pedal. The RC600 is half the size of a Headrush Looper Board. But don't let that fool you because the Headrush Looper Board does have a 7 inch touchscreen. In fact it's the world's first looper to have that kind of display and that kind of interface. Whereas the RC600 has a much smaller screen, four dials underneath it, and some buttons on the side, and that's how you navigate around the menu system. In terms of usability, the Headrush Looper Board has it. If you want to actually affect something, you just touch it, it's a touchscreen. When it comes to play modes, what I'm talking about here is the different ways you can actually use the looper. Now the Headrush Looper Board came onto the battlefield with lots of different ways you could control it and play it. So you have things like fixed mode, serial mode, there's a couple of others as well. And this fundamentally changes the way you use the Headrush, whether you're using it as a verse chorus bridge, or you're using it all together, or maybe track one is just the drums and then tracks two, three, and four actually it roll around as like an A, B, and C. And they weren't the first people to do this, but it was one of the ones where it made it incredibly simple to just choose one from the touchscreen, and then that's it, it's set in that way for that memory. With the RC600, this takes this concept, but actually in a much freer way. It starts in what they call multi-mode, which means all six loops can be played together, but then you've also got single mode, and you can combine them. You can actually have single mode on track one, but multi-mode on track two, three, and four, or the other way around, where you can have multi-mode on tracks one and two, or three and four, whichever tracks you want, I'm just using them as examples. And then you can have single mode on say tracks two, three, four, five, six. So you could have the beat going on track one and multi-mode and then have your verse, chorus, bridge, but you've actually got six tracks to play with as opposed to four. However, the way you customize that, you have to go through the menus for each track and dictate what you want it to do. And it's not as simple as just choosing a mode on the Headrush Looper Board. 
Now both the Headrush Looper board and the RT600 have enough memories for you to deal with things. And the Headrush Looper board can actually record for seven hours, whilst the RT600 can record for a total of 13 hours, but it's actually 1.5 hours per memory. But the Headrush has a trick up its sleeve where you can actually plug in a USB. Now you can plug in things like pen drives, hard drives, because basically the Headrush Looper board is a quad core computer in the shell of a looper. And you can record to that hard drive or you can actually import things from that hard drive as well. You don't need a computer to do it, it's incredibly simple. Using the touchscreen, you can just drag through the filing system of your hard drive, pick the WAV file and then just pull it or you can actually record to it. The IC600 doesn't really do this. You can pull stuff to and from it by plugging it in as a hard drive, but you can't plug a hard drive into it and then take that on the road. You need a computer to be able to pull the information to and from. And if you speak to any loopers who've used the Tone Studio program, it needs an update. The Tone Studio system was originally designed just to move little bits of data, which was tones for uh, different amps and different pedals. And they've just taken that skin and added the functionality of moving WAVs around. You can't swap memories, you can't change things over. So my big gripe at the moment is that Tone Studio needs a massive update or an iOS and Android app where you can connect to it for a mobile phone or tablet. Now, in terms of audio quality, they're actually on par with each other. They're both 32-bit floating audio, which is fantastic for looping. As 32-bit float actually has a lot more headroom, when you're putting in a lot of overdubs, it means that you're less likely to have some clipping and both machines can handle it. Now, when you crack open these machines, you'll notice something different with rhythms. The Headrush Looper board actually has WAVs and it has over 300 different loops that you can actually go through a list and pull and it puts that on the loop paddle. So if you import that in, it is gonna take up one of the four loops. The IC600 on the other hand has a complete rhythm section, which doesn't take up any of the six loops, has tons of variations, and you can change them because they're MIDI based. Whereas the WAVs from the Hadrush Looper board they're WAVs, you can't change them. Additionally to this, the RC600 can now actually import MIDI files. And with another piece of software, which is the RC Rhythm Converter, you can create your own. So if you're looking for complete customization of rhythms, the RC600 has it. Now, let's address the elephant in the room and let's talk about firmware. As I record this in November of 2022, if you're looking at a Hadrush Looper board now, you're fine. But when I picked it up way back when it was released, it wasn't pretty. It's now in version 2.05 as the time of recording this. And believe me, version two is way better than it was in version one. So if you pick up a looper board second hand, the first thing I would do is check the firmware. If it's on version one, go and get version two straight away. It completely redefines what that looper board is. There's so much more customization. There's so much more improvements. It's just a lot better. As time passes and feedback was given, they really, really listened and they improved on the Headrush firmware. Now let's move over to the RC600. Myself crossing all fingers, I've not had too many problems with the RC600, but I know and I address the fact that some people have had nightmare solutions with it. And a lot of people are moving from the RC300 to the 600 because they feel like that's the natural upgrade. There's been issues with not being able to do certain things like have loops in certain timings. There's been issues where the effects don't work. There's been issues where you get a full system shutdown and you get an error code and you get system busy and then that's it. Your looper board just 
doesn't work. That is not what I'd like to tell people, but it is the truth. And the fact is right now, people do have a lot of teething problems with the RC600 firmware. And it's putting a lot of people off. What I've found is back up everything you've got in the RC600 onto a computer and then completely wipe it and put a fresh copy of version 1.21, which it's currently on at the time of recording this, and then drop your loops back in. Yes, it's an absolute pain, but then if you put a fresh version of the software on, you're gonna eradicate any previous problems it had, and hopefully that should solve your issues. Now with the RC600, it is still in its infancy in terms of firmware. If I was to put these on the same journey month by month for the RC600 and the Headrush Looper board. The Headrush Looper board had lots of different problems at the same point. So if you think about this, where we're coming into just about a year, it still had teething issues. It still had problems. It still had a problem with the effects. It still had routing problems. And they all got fixed in version two of the Headrush's firmware. Now, the Headrush is not 100% perfect. It's still got issues. But with these new style of loop pedals, they're all firmware based. With the older style of things like the RC 300 let's go right back to the rc50 what you got was it there was no way of upgrading anything it just basically did what it said in the tin and that's great because it's a solid piece of kit but these things are not loopers these things are computers with loop pedals attached to them they become more advanced with more software more technology more features and therefore there are more things that can go wrong but the great news is it doesn't stay wrong and both boss and Headrush listen in to customer feedback, whether that's through beta software or whether that's through forums or whether that's through social media. And if you do have a problem with either, what I would suggest is refresh it with a new version of the software to begin with. And if that still doesn't solve it, then document it, show what it's doing and show what you'd like it to do or what it's not doing. Put it up on social media or if the company have got like a private forum, then put it up on there as well. If you're still having problems with either your Headrush Looper board or your RC600, then what I would suggest you do is contact that company. Okay, that's the firmware conversation. I'm gonna cut that now. Now, the RC600 has input effects and track effects. And what they've done is they've actually taken this from the 505 Mark I and they've expanded on it because the 505 Mark II is the same brain as the RC600 and they've given that to the people who use pedals. You've got over 50 different effects and you can use them both either for input effects where it affects the input and burns it in or you've got track effects which affect the track or loop. The example here is a bass line. Now, I can actually have an input effect and play my guitar and it'll be an octave lower. And then when I record that in, it's recorded in as an octave lower, but then I can't change it. The alternative, which is track effect, is I could record my normal guitar in, and then I could add the bass line as a track effect on top of the normal recording. The great thing about that is I can take it away again and it can be the normal recording. So with that, you've got a lot more flexibility. You've got four input effects, four track effects, and there's actually four banks. So there's actually 16 for each one, and that's per memory as well. And you can have different ones on different memories. It's very flexible and there's a lot to play with. Now, the way Headrush actually did their effects is slightly different and they call it effects rack. There's four racks you can actually add. So if you add one rack, inside there, there's actually multiple effects. So you could add something like a reverb, but then you could also inside there add multiple things like compression or a radio effect or an amp effect. And inside that one rack can become multiple effects. The downside of this is that you're gonna turn them all on or all off 
at once. And if you have four, that's fine, but then you haven't got more than that. But with the routing, which I'll get to in a minute, you can actually route things in quite a different way. So you can still be quite versatile with the effects on the Headrush Looper board. With having the touchscreen, the great thing about that as well is if you want to control stuff and you want to edit stuff, it's all touchscreen. You just slide it up where you need it and you can get instant response from it. With the RC600, it's those four silver dials at the bottom of the screen and it's using multiple pages. So you've got pages of stuff. So if you're using things like the step sequencer, you're going page by page by page by page, which actually sometimes can be a little bit easier because it's simpler. You've only got four things to look at per page. But the downside is it's obviously a much smaller screen and you're literally clicking page by page by page. The upside of that seven inch touchscreen is it's seven inches. It's more real estate. Headrush can add lots more on one page and it's color coded as well. So you can actually see different things in different colors. It's really easy for the eye and really easy to understand. The downside with the touchscreen is of course touching it by mistake. You can lock that touchscreen, but with the effects, it can actually sometimes look a little bit too cluttered. But I am nitpicking there because the touchscreen wins hands down. If there was a touchscreen on the RC600, boy oh boy. Now one little caveat to talk about is harmonies. If you're someone like me and you want to have some harmonies on your uh, setup, then there are harmony availabilities on both boards. However, I'm not looking to go all T-Pain or share, but this one actually can do harmonies. The Headrush Looper board can do auto harmonies. What that means is if you play a chord on your guitar or your keyboard, then it can actually figure that out and then harmonize accordingly. You can also set the key as well and you can use MIDI. The RC600 has harmonies as well and it actually says it has auto harmonies, but this is actually MIDI only. There is no auto harmonization for natural instruments. What I mean by that is if I play a G on the guitar, it does not recognize it for harmonization you have to have some kind of MIDI control or you preset the key. So if you've got a harmonizer like a TC Helicon or something else and you're looking to get rid of that by buying one of these, then the only one that does auto harmonization for natural instruments is the Headrush Looper board. I'm hoping in firmware updates that Boss might change this because they do have things like the V500. In fact, they've got a couple of paddles that are auto harmonizers. So I'm hoping they drop one of those in as an effect and that would really, really be great. Now we've talked about inputs and we've talked about outputs, but we can also route the inputs, being the instruments you plug in. Rhythm sections, the effects, the USB, backing tracks. If you're using it all, there's so much to actually route. Now the routing on both pedals is actually excellent and you can do so much with both the RC600 and the Headrush Looper board. In terms of usability though, the one that wins for me is actually the Headrush Looper board. The reason being is because of that touchscreen. It's so easy to see what you've got where and how you've got it routed. It's very simple, you've got four things. You've got input, monitor, track, and output. What's your inputs doing? What's your monitoring doing? What are the tracks doing, actually, the loops themselves? And how is it all going out? You tap each tab, and then on the touch screen, you can see the information for each one. It's just incredibly simple. It's really easy to change stuff, and then you hit save, it's done. Now, the RC600 actually has more options. You can route the inputs and the outputs of your instruments. You can route the effects. You can route the rhythm section. You can route lots of different things to lots of different places. But that menu system is really confusing. Because you're going into one 
one page and out of another and then going back into another section to understand what the inputs and outputs are, you've got different information of whether the inputs are stereoed or the outputs are stereoed and then whether that's going through one channel or another channel and then you've got the mixer as well which is completely separate and again if I could take the 7 inch touchscreen from the headrest looper board and put it on the RC600 it would be a completely different game. So if you're looking for something that's really simple to understand but actually can be very complex, then the headrush looper board has it. If you're looking for more routing options and you don't mind that screen and you're happy to go through the menus, then the RC600 is the clear winner. Now one thing the headrush looper board does that the RC600 doesn't is a dedicated backing track function. The backing track function actually works completely separately to the looper. So you can load up your WAVs onto the internal storage, which are backing tracks, you can hit play and all the buttons change. So the buttons don't become loopers, they become play, stop, forward, reverse, go back to the beginning, next track. And that's really, really handy. However, the downside is it's not connected to the looper at all. It's a completely separate function. And many people have asked, can it actually be connected through? And it can't. Maybe in the future with firmware they'll do this, but it's a real difficult thing to then start marrying up the BPM of the looper to the backing track. What if it gets it wrong? What if it's different speeds? What if it's actually a backing track that's got variables? How are they going to do that? It's a massive undertake of software and firmware. Now the RC600 doesn't have a dedicated backing track feature, but you've got six loops to play with. So you could actually just drop a WAV into one of the memories, you've got 99, and you can just hit go and play and that's it. But it is still a looper and you're using it like a looper. It doesn't have fast forward or rewind or go to the beginning of the track or the end of the track. You can go to the beginning of the track at the end of the track because you're pressing stop and start and it'll just start again but it's not a backing track machine but you can make it one but if you're looking for a backing track machine only there's now a couple of things out there in the market and I actually have a video about how I turned an RC5 into just a backing track machine so if you're looking for a looper that's also got a dedicated backing track feature it's the headrush looper board however if you're looking to play along with the backing tracks as part of the loop then it's the RC600 the RC600 has nine buttons, physical switches, which are nine buttons. And in the software per memory, it has three modes. So technically it's 27 buttons. Now what's really clever with this is you can actually customize them however you want to. The Headrush Looper Board, on the other hand, actually has 12 buttons. And then there is a separate mode, which is called functions, but they're dictated and you can't really change them. You can change the top row to be whatever you want them to be. So instead of the top row being a dedicated play stop or an undo, then you could have them maybe as an effect, maybe turn on one of the effects racks. So there is customization there in the headrest looper board, but it's nowhere near the amount of customization you can do on the RC600. And this is the one single point I've been driving home from the past year about the RC600. It's completely customizable in the sense of what you press and where you press it. With loopers of the past, it was that one button did a job and that's it deal with it. You have to then play around with it, there's no customization. And then we started to get customization in things like the RC5 and 500. And if you wanted customization, you then had to get another board like an FCB 1010 or external pedals like the FS6, FS7s, wah pedals, MIDI pedals, and then you would customize things beyond that. What you can do with the RC600 is you've got 27 buttons per memory and you can do what the hell you like with them within reason. Now the upside of this is you can apply that to all 99 memories so it's system wide 
or you can have it per memory. So on memory one, you've got everything in multi-mode, and then memory two, you've got everything in single mode. Memory three, you've got things in a different place. You've got effects on the bottom right-hand pedal, pedal number six, for example. But on memory number four, you haven't. You've got it on doing something else. So you can customize it per memory. Now, the downside of this is you've got to remember it all. And most people want it in a certain way, no matter what memory they're doing, and keep it that way apart from maybe one or two. So out of the box, it's actually set per system but you can change it per memory. With the Headrush Looper board, no matter what memory you're using, that is set per system. So you can't change it per memory. But the upside of that is your board is exactly the same way, no matter which song you're doing. Of course, it has the different play modes, things like serial mode, free mode, and that's the way the looper changes, but the actual paddles are set. Now I've talked about expansion and expansion of paddles and MIDI, and there's a couple of different things. First of all, they'll do USB MIDI, they'll do USB audio, and they'll also do five pin DIN. So from compatibility point of view, both of them have the same. Now expandability wise, the Headrush Looper board has an expression paddle, and then you have the MIDI, and then you also have a SD card and you've also got USB as well. So there's loads of different things there that you can actually play around with and get into. But the nice thing is you have a dedicated expression paddle input on the Headrush Looper board. So you don't need any extra software or anything like that. For expandability on the RC600, you've actually got two dedicated jacks that can be control one and two or three or four or they can be expression one and two. Meaning for physical connections, things like the FS6, FS7 pedals, expression pedals, the RC600 actually has more. But they both do MIDI and they both do normal five pin DIN and they do USB MIDI. And that's also where things get a little bit interesting. You can control things and I've done videos on both devices about using things like the Morningstar MC8, which is an eight pedal MIDI pedal. And you can actually control things through MIDI and they actually work slightly differently. Now the list of what you can do is huge. And I'm not going to go through all of that right now. But having said all of that, if you were to actually take every single option and just read them all out, then the RC600 has more. So if you're looking for customization and you're looking for a way to actually expand beyond the board, then I would go for the RC600. If that's not too much of a fuss for you, but you do want some control, then have a look at the Headrush Looper board. What I highly recommend is actually just grab the manuals for both. And let's just talk about manuals for a second. The Headrush manual is actually easy to understand. Now, I'm not dissing the boss manual isn't easy to understand. It is, but it's more like a quick guide. And what you need to do, which they kind of downplay a little bit, is you need to get the parameter guide as well. The parameter guide tells you every single setting in the RC600, but they don't bundle it in the box because maybe that's saving paper, and that's fine. But it's not interlaced into the main manual. With the Headrush, everything's in the main manual. It's all a PDF, and that's fine. But I don't understand why Boss do this. They disconnect the parameter guide with the main manual because they think that maybe most people don't need it. I'd actually prefer to see it interlaced into a much bigger manual and be more like a Bible for everything that you've got. If you've never looped before and then you look at that manual, it probably could be quite daunting. At the time of recording this of November of 2022, the Headrush Looper board, at the cheapest I can find it, is £769. Where the RC600, I can find it for £459. 
That's a £310 saving getting the RC600 over the Headrush Looper board. And it's one of those things where people are still on the fence of which one to get, and I can see why. With people vocally actually saying about certain issues with the RC600, it's making people second guess whether they should go for things like the Headrush. And with the easy navigation of the user interface with that touchscreen, it makes it really appealing. So the question is, which one are you going to go for? Now, Advantage on the RC600, it's completely customizable. It's half the weight. It's got the same audio record quality. It's actually got a longer record time. It's got six loops, not four, but the software is just out of the gate and people are having problems with it. Luckily, I am not. But it's not something you want to think about if the board is going to fall over halfway through your show. I'm confident that it won't because I have completely reset my RC600 with the latest version of software and I haven't had a problem since. And in in the UK, it's actually £300 cheaper than the Headrush Looper board. It is not a natural upgrade to the RC300. It's a completely different looper. And it does take time. It is like learning a new instrument. You have to set it up. You have to do that with every flagship looper, in fact. So that is something that's actually on both. You need to have the time to turn around and go, right, I'm going to sit on the floor with this thing and then set it up the way I like it. Things have been fixed and they are still being fixed. Things like there was time signature problems they're now fixed the problems with having different lengths of loops in single mode that's now been fixed so as it stands version 1.21 is the best version so far moving over to the headrest looper board it's a tank and i mean that in the positive and the negative way it is built like a tank it is fantastic so is the rc600 in that respect but it is also huge, and it has to be huge because of the size of that screen. There's nice little things, for example, the volume controls all go up to 11. That's cute. There's more customizable I.O. You've got two USB-A ports, and there's also a dedicated USB-B for connecting it to the computer. There's an SD card, and you can actually record to that as well. There's a dedicated backing track machine. But the buttons are not as customizable as the RC600, and there's nowhere near the amount of effects that you can get on the RC600 as well. Although, if you are a guitarist, and your electric guitarist, I think there's actually more options. In terms of firmware for the Headrush Looper board, it's solid. Since going up to version two, I can't say this enough, it's like a completely different board. And the big plus with the Headrush, that screen. The way you move around, the way you actually navigate around the entire machine is fantastic because it's color-coded as well as it being touchscreen. It's incredibly easy to understand. If you've ever played with a smartphone or an iPad or anything like that, you're basically playing with one of them. But it's much more powerful than that because of the interface that it's got with it. But the backing track machine is a backing track machine. It doesn't connect to the looper. And it's heavy as well. It is a big board. You have to take that into consideration. Which one am I using at the moment? Well, I'm actually using the RC600. The reason I'm using the RC600 is because it's really customizable. And also I'm 42 now, so if I can make things lighter for carrying around, I will. I actually do love the Headrush Looper board and I haven't let it go. I've still got it and I still play with it as well because that is the one board that could potentially take everything else away. Any other effects you've got, any other external things you've got, it could be the one solution to it all. But so could the RC600, it's more customizable. There are more effects. It doesn't have auto harmony for natural instruments. I'm hoping that's a yet. It's got its own rhythm section that you can control and you can even create your own rhythms. I could go on all 
all day long, but the fact is you need to test one. So I've got some links that are in the description box below. They are affiliated links, which means it helps me and the channel out, but at no extra cost to you. And all I would recommend to do is go and try one in your local music store if you have one. If not, and you're buying online, make sure it's somewhere where you can return it even if the box has been opened. Now I'm gonna move over here because coming up on the screen is the playlists for both the Hedra Sleeper board that I've made and the RC600 through the entirety of this channel. Go and binge watch them both and let me know in the comments below which one you have or which one you're gonna get. And all I can say is, happy looping. Yeah.